Hello and welcome into another edition of Camp Notes on Word on the Street. I'm Tony Lombardi. Camp Notes are brought to you by Panacea Life Sciences. Discover the healing power of CBD products. Shop at PanaceaLife.com. Use code RSR at checkout and get a 30% discount. Now on to the Camp Notes. The, the Ravens use a scoreboard to show which side of the ball is having the better day, the offense or the defense. And I'm not sure how the point system works, but it does seem to capture which side of the ball held the edge that day. On Monday, the defense won 42-29. to Yesterday, towards the end of practice, the offense held an advantage of 70-44. to And perhaps the big play connections on offense tilted the scoring. The Ravens' offense produced some big plays, a few of which were Lamar hitting Rashad Bateman on a deep crosser that went the distance from 72 yards out. Later, Lamar hit a wide-open Mark Andrews right down the middle of the field for a big score. It looked like it was a, there was definitely a blown coverage on the play. Lamar also hit Isaiah Likely for a couple of big gainers. One went for about 40 yards, and Likely's been a real bright spot during camp. He's been very sure-handed and seems to find holes in the defense and just been a productive player so far during camp. He'll be one to look for during the preseason games. Anthony Brown connected with James Prochet on a post-corner route that went for about 60 yards, helped by a block provided by Shamar Bridges, who's, I think, played well. Uh, Huntley also hit Benjamin Victor on a nice back shoulder throw for about a pickup of 30 yards. One of the big stories in camp is this, this developing rapport between Lamar and Bateman. It's been pretty impressive. The pair connected on a couple of scores besides the 72-yarder. On one rollout designed to go to the right, Lamar spotted Bateman working his way from left to right across the back of the end zone, and that went for a score. Later on, from around midfield, with Lamar having plenty of time to set and throw, Bateman was able to work his way from the far right to the numbers on the left, where he hauled in a pass for, I'm going to say, roughly 25 yards. Then towards the end of practice, Lamar had a nice completion in the red zone that went for a touchdown. The ball was placed perfectly on Bateman's back shoulder, just beyond the corner, Kyle Fuller, and away from the late-arriving safety, Chuck Clark. Andrews also caught a pair of TDs during red zone drills, one on a slant, a dart, an absolute dart thrown by Lamar, and then another on a screen to the tight end. Jackson seems to really be dialing into the finer nuances of his position with pump fakes, sharp ball skills, and head movements. He's also hastened his release, and he's spinning it better with more velocity while also developing a touch. On one play, Lamar faked a throw to his left, faked a draw to Justice Hill, and then lofted a teardrop to the right beyond the linebacker and in front of the corner right to Mark Andrews for about an 18 to 20 yard pickup. Some other observations, starting with the defense. On Tuesday, defensive line coach Anthony Weaver talked about the defense's defensive front's ambition to lead the league, and I thought it was an interesting choice of words, to lead the league in quarterback harassment. Whether that comes through pressures, hits, hurries, they just want opposing quarterbacks to feel uncomfortable, whatever it takes. Brent Urban made a nice inside move. He got past Kevin Zeitler, who usually wins in these pass protection battles. So it was a nice move by Urban to the inside. Isaiah Mack, he created some interior pressure, while Broderick Washington did the same, sacking Huntley. 
Travis Jones, he's just big and moves really well. And his athleticism and size are going to be a force to deal with. The Ravens look like they really got a steal in the third round with Jones. Vince Beagle, outside linebacker, shifts a little bit to inside linebacker. Time versatile player, probably going to be a contributor on special teams. He plays like his hair is on fire. His tenaciousness continues to, to the whistle, sometimes through it, and sometimes to the dismay of his teammates. Steven Means, newly acquired linebacker, had a couple of pressures thanks to an impressive bull rush. And Odafe Owe is just flat-out relentless. He, in keeping with Anthony Weaver's theme, he was harassing. The secondary had somewhat of an uneven day. Marlon Humphrey covered well, as did Marcus Williams, who broke up a pass in the end zone, sprinting from the area lined with the right hash mark to the right sideline to break up a pass to Wallace along the boundary in the end zone. Hamilton made a similar play in the end zone to break up a pass after covering some ground. He really breaks on the ball well, the rookie Kyle Hamilton. I read on our message board that Jason Lockenfora was unimpressed with Hamilton, claiming that he just doesn't see it and that Hamilton looked completely lost and uninterested. Lost and uninterested. That's kind of how I feel when he's on the radio. Oh, and his assessment of Hamilton is really way off. The kid is hustling, making plays. He's got some things to learn, and he will. He's smart, a great athlete, and a high-character guy. More than I can say about the fired CBS insider. Demarion Pepe Williams, he had a couple of PDs, and he added an interception, picking off a deep, ill-advised pass from Lamar to Makai Polk. Kyle Fowler had a nice play, reading a screen to Pat Ricard. He quickly diagnosed it and, and closed in on the fullback. That said, it's anyone anyone's guess how that collision would have gone down. But my bet is not on Fuller. Fuller, the former Bear, Bronco, and Baltimore native, hasn't looked all that great so far this camp. The Ravens gave him a $1.38 million signing bonus, so I think he's here to stay, at least for 2022. But I'll give him some credit, or give him the benefit of the doubt for now, since he is learning a new defensive system, his third new system in three seasons. Some have asked about the play of the inside linebackers. And just as it's difficult to assess running backs during camp, it's equally difficult to assess the inside linebackers, some of whom will be taken off the field in passing situations. And let's keep in mind that passing plays represent about 90% or more of the plays running camp. So with that said, I wish I could say that Patrick Queen and Malik Harrison are stepping up in their third seasons, but at this point, I can't. I'm not saying they're playing poorly, but I can't really assess what they're doing well. None of the inside backers are very noticeable during these practices. We'll get a better feel for that when the Ravens host the Titans in week one of the preseason. Before I go further with the offensive observations, I want to mention our sponsor, Panacea Life Sciences. As everyone knows, last season, the Ravens were crushed by injuries. But even those players who didn't miss time, they still had to deal with aches and pains. Just like the weekend warriors out there who play softball, basketball, racquetball, tennis, flag football, golf, the list goes on. Instead of things like ibuprofen and acetaminophen and other over-the-counter pain relievers, I've begun to use CBD products from Panacea because they work. 
Pain management is crucial to performance from the NFL to the amateur athlete. CBD products are so beneficial, non-addictive, and less expensive than big pharma products and over-the-counter meds without the side effects. And they do not get you high. Panacea is offering our listeners a 30% discount by using discount code RSR at checkout when visiting PanaceaLife.com. It's P-A-N-A-C-E-A Life.com. If you have any questions, please call them at 1-800-985-0515. It's 1-800-985-0515. Oh, and one last thing. Panacea also has amazing products for ailing pets. Panacea Life Sciences, CBD products that work. Now let's talk about the offense. The offensive front provided good protection for the most part yesterday, allowing quarterbacks to advance through their progressions. And that's something that no one could say at this time last year. There were a few sacks, but considering that there are so many pass plays run and defenders don't have to respect running plays, it's not too shabby. At times over the past two seasons, snaps have been an issue. But I can't recall a single snap that any of the quarterbacks had to reach for yesterday. That's a good collective day for Tyler Lindenbaum, Patrick McCarry, and Tristan Cologne. There was one play, however, during which Lamar got really frustrated with Linderbaum. Lamar spotted something in the defensive alignment and checked out of the play that was called in the huddle. But with the blaring music, the play clock ticking down, and Lamar clapping his hands violently to encourage a snap, Linderbaum never did snap it on time. And when he did, Lamar grabbed it, punted it with his left foot, and it wasn't pretty. In Lamar fashion... He spoke to and encouraged the rookie center afterwards. Linderbaum held his own for most of the part, most of the practice, although in one play, Travis Jones got leverage and tossed Linderbaum aside like a rag doll on his way to a sack. Some other observations: Patrick McCarry looks stout, and it looks like he's added some more muscle mass. Uh, James Prochet. He has been featured in a number of ways across the offensive formation. With Devin, Devin Duvernay out nursing his thigh contusion, Prochet picked up some added reps. And, and yesterday, he was probably the second most productive pass catcher. I should say most, second most productive wide receiver. You had Bateman and Andrews as being the most productive pass catcher. But uh, Tyler Wallace... He's a great special teams player, but he just seems to disappear and hasn't really made the kind of impact we'd hope to see, at least not so far. Shamar Bridges, I mentioned his block on Prochet's 60-yard gallop down the sideline. He's looked impressive, and for the moment, I think beyond the top four receivers, he's the fifth best receiver in camp. And given his impressive size, and he also possesses a really smooth gait. He has suddenness and change of direction skills for a man of size. I just think he's a guy to look out for. He's been sure-handed, hasn't had a lot of opportunities, but I think that's a guy that fans should show, uh, focus in on come preseason. What else do we have? Oh, in the backfield, in the offensive backfield, I have had some questions about how the backs have looked, and I mentioned just like, it's difficult to assess the productivity of the inside back linebackers. I think it's equally as difficult to tell you how well some of these 
running backs are doing because there's no live tackling and therefore it makes it difficult to determine which of these guys has, has the lead. From the naked eye, I would say that the best running back on the field since J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards aren't out there has been Tyler Batty. His vision, his feet, and instincts look better than the other guys taking reps yesterday uh, who weren't named Justice Hill. Uh, that includes Mike Davis, Corey Clement, and Nate McCrary. I just think Batty looks better than all those guys. Hill has been solid, but it will be interesting to see how often he's featured as a runner. Doesn't seem to be getting many reps right now from what I've observed as a running back. He's been used as a receiver, and he's done a great job picking up blitzers and pass protection. But I don't look for a leader to emerge from this group until these players get on the field in preseason. Uh, Some other talking points around camp. Uh, word is that J.K. Dobbins and Marcus Peters are doing extremely well with their respective recoveries and could be ready to go soon. But that said, I expect the Ravens to exercise extreme caution with each of these guys. I talked to some of the beat reporters who are on the scene daily about punter Jordan Stout. And what I could gather is that he's really crushing the ball high and far with impressive accuracy when targeting inside the 10-yard line. Stout is, is really an impressively built guy. He's 6'3", a sculpted 210 pounds. He looks like he could play a position other than punter. He'll be fun to watch during the preseason. As you know, Ben Cleveland was late to the party, missing four practices due to his four failed conditioning tests. I don't think he's as fit as he was last year as a rookie. He's a bit thicker in the waist and while that's nothing to get too alarmed about for an offensive lineman, the knock on uh, Ben Cleveland is that he's a bit stiff, and I doubt that a blossoming waistline makes a player more fluid. So Ben has some work to do, and while it's early, let's just label him an early camp disappointment. A quick look uh, at some good, bad, and ugly. First, the good. I really like what I see from this rookie class. Granted, it's early, but I expect... Solid to very good careers from no less than Hamilton, Linderbaum, Jones, Likely, Stout, Armour Davis, and Batty. Ajaba, when healthy, is likely to join that group. Early indications are that Marcus Williams will pay dividends along with Hamilton when he's ready. They should uh, present a formidable one-two punch at safety. I'm also hearing that Tyus Bowser's recovery from the Achilles injuries injury is going remarkably well. The interior D-line, I think they've got plenty of potential with an array of shapes and sizes. The lesser knowns like Isaiah Mack and Broderick Washington, Aaron Crawford, they've all been productive. I also enjoy watching the scrappiness of Pepe Williams. He kind of reminds me of Corey Ivey, if you remember him back in the day, and Nickelback, who Sometimes with Blitz, he was always scrappy, always tough for his size, pound for pound. I see Peppy Williams kind of the same way. Uh, I mentioned Shamar Bridges as a guy who's been the fifth best receiver for the team, but I should also mention that Jalen Moore, just like he did last summer, he's played well and he's been productive. The trouble I see with Moore is that he's just too much like some of the other receivers the Ravens have. And that's why I think... Shamar Bridges is more complimentary with that big body, six foot four frame, 
and the way he runs, I, I just think he's he's a guy to look out for, and and he complements the other guys a little bit better, gives them something that they don't have with those other four, and I think that Jalen Moore is just more, no pun intended, more of the same. And I only see the Ravens mentioned earlier keeping five receivers. My pick again, not to be redundant, but right now it would be Bridges. A little bit of the bad. For those who at the end of the 2021 season thought that Tyler Huntley would be the more cap-friendly choice over Lamar and that they should move on from Lamar, that's like saying you prefer the Orioles' Dean Kramer over Justin Verlander. If anything, Huntley has digressed. In his defense, he has fought through tendonitis, but the drop-off from Lamar to Huntley is like a skydive. Mike Davis, running back, to me, he looks rather slow. We'll see what happens when the pads come on, but so far, I'm unimpressed. Nick Boyle looks the part. He's chiseled, looks great physically, and I get that if healthy, he's integral to the success of the running game. But of the three practices that I've attended, Boyle has had at least one drop per session, and he isn't even targeted that much. I was hoping to see more from Dalen Hayes, He looks the part, he talks the part, he just so far isn't doing the part. I haven't seen much from Michael Pierce, I still don't get that signing, but I hope to be proven wrong. Uh, Justin Matabuike, a guy that I've long admired, you know, his skill set for sure, I I think he's got all the tools, but I don't know, He, he seems to leave them in the shed because the consistency and the production just aren't there just yet. As for the ugly, after Tyler Huntley, Anthony Brown and Brett Hundley are just guys who make the defense look better. Brown's windup is like Jim Palmer's, and Hundley stares down receivers like Mike from Better Call Saul stares down his adversaries. Neither of these guys will make the team. So that's it for this report. Please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, and also follow us on Twitter at Russell ST Report. That's Russell ST Report. And my Twitter handle is RSR Lombardi. Thanks so much for listening.